This is the Statman Sports Podcast, where we keep topics in context. This is your host, Steve Duffus, who is still wondering why the Seahawks didn't run the ball. Ah, welcome, welcome to episode number 18 of the Statman Sports Podcast. This is your host, as you guys already know, Steve Duffus. Man, welcome to those of you who are tuning in for the first time. What is on our plate today? <laughs> I have something to say to you Dallas Cowboy fans. You guys are arrogant, and I'm glad you lost. And I get into it more later, all right? But we're going to talk about the NFL divisional games. Of course, like I mentioned, Dallas Cowboys versus the Rams and New England Patriots. How are these guys still winning? How are they still winning? I don't get it. But I do. We're going to talk about that too, man. Ooh, if you're tuning in for the first time, I'm usually not this excited, but I'm excited, though. But, uh, yeah, man, just it's just it's I'm just hyped to talk about sports every time I get the opportunity to do so. And, of course, in this episode today, um, we have to cover a lot of stats. We have to cover a lot of games, prepare you for the upcoming NFC and AFC championship games. And I also want to talk a little bit NBA like we did last week. But this time, it's to really answer a question. What is wrong? with the Warriors and the Lakers what's really going on with those guys man before we start I want to thank you guys once again for your support if you guys didn't know we have a store for those of you who have, haven't bought a t-shirt yet you can go to store.statmanpodcast.com get yourself a t-shirt represent man and of course if you want to donate to, uh, to the podcast to help us grow and move forward you can also do that as well but man <laughs> we we're gonna start talking about what went on in la with the dallas cowboys man because i have a lot to say and i have a lot to say to these fans who have always who always 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 have some excuse i'm tired of this man just tired of these excuses just take your l and go home all right so with no further ado guys let's just get right into it with what are you talking about bro Huh? What are you talking about, man? Woo! What? <laughs> Bro, what are you talking about, man? So last week, as you guys know, I was absolutely wrong in my prediction because I picked the Seattle Seahawks to handedly beat the Dallas Cowboys because they had the best rushing offense in the NFL. And um, I believe the Dallas defense won't be able to keep up 48 minutes of that. Uh, well, not 48 minutes, but rather 60 minutes of that pressure on the uh, Seahawks and keep them down to uh, what ended up to be what just a total of, I think, of 71 or 72 yards of rushing. But, you know, I was like, well, you know, those things happen. That's why predictions are there. We predict these games. But then moving on to the L.A. Rams game, I thought the Rams was going to hand it to the Cowboys. But the game was close for the majority of the game. But what was interesting is not that the Rams won. Not at all. It's how they won the game. Because everyone was talking about, including myself, that the LA Rams defense, they look suspect at best the entire season. The front line wasn't putting on pressure aside from Aaron Donald, who had a total of, I think, I believe he had like, what, 15 sacks, 16 sacks. And the second person after that was in Dominican Sioux. He only had four sacks for the entire season. So the most logical conclusion you can come to that, you know, if Dallas was going to win this game against the Rams, Dak Prescott would have to have, what, 300 yards passing, three touchdowns, and 
Zeke will probably have to rush for like maybe 90 to 110 yards and a touchdown for them to win. Huh? If I looked at the box score and I told you, look, um, Jared Goff will only have like 115 yards, a touchdown, and Dak Prescott will have 260 yards and a touchdown, you would say, well, that will work well in the favor of the Rams. I mean, not the Rams, rather, sorry, in favor of the Cowboys. And the Cowboys probably would have ended up winning with a game-winning field goal. No, but that didn't happen. Guess what happened? Guess what happened? And that's why earlier at the beginning of the podcast, I was like telling these Dallas Cowboys fans to take that L because they were so braggadacious. I know that's not even a word, but they just brag about everything. Oh, you got one win against the Seahawks at home, and now you want to make noise like you're going to win the Super Bowl. No, you were not. And now you're home taking an L, and you took the L just like everybody else, okay? Your workhorse, Ezekiel Elliott, that Rams front that everybody was questioning, had the best game of the season. They held Ezekiel Elliott to 47 total yards rushing, okay? 47, 47, 47. And that's how the Dallas Cowboys lost. Because, you know, Dak Prescott is not going to beat you with his arm. He just cannot do it. I don't care what we saw the last five games of the season. Any NFL quarterback, of course, you're in the NFL because you can actually pass the ball. You can actually throw the ball. Yes, you're that good if you make it to the NFL. We know Dak Prescott was going to have a run where he's going to throw 300 yards, 200 yards. Let me remind you guys. Before this game yesterday and, and those five weeks, the last five weeks of the season that we saw... Dak Prescott was barely getting 200 yards passing, okay? They were only winning games because of Ezekiel Elliott. So the Rams had a game plan. And by the way, before I even get into that, let me just throw that stat out there for you guys. Since 2012, every number one and number two seed that had home field advantage, obviously, those teams have made the Super Bowl. And you have to think, when you get two weeks of preparation, because you have the bye week and the week after that, to prepare for a team, you're going to be well prepared. And the Rams were. Sean McVay was. And Jason Garrett wasn't. They thought they were going to go with the same formula they've been doing all season. Let's get Zeke the ball about 20 to 30 times a game. He'll get us about 120, 130 yards and two touchdowns. And that can throw his 160 and we'll win. That's not what happened. Like I said, 47 yards rushing. Dak Prescott had 260. But let me tell you what lost him this game. You know what lost Dallas this game? Jason Garrett. He made some questionable decisions. Why would you start using Dak Prescott in the fourth quarter? He has legs. He can run. Why would you call him play calls as if you're playing backyard football? Like, I didn't understand that. Not at all. And it just didn't make sense at all. But, but of course, I'm not here to talk about the losing team as if they need to deserve any type of credit for losing. No, 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 no. Let's talk about the LA Rams, man. The biggest reason why the Rams even won this game was C.J. Anderson looking like the bus. You guys remember the bus who played for the Steelers? His last game for the Super Bowl. This man looked like a tank. And that's what C.J. Anderson looked like. Granted, he was an outcast. He was an outcast from the Oakland Raiders. They threw him away. The Broncos didn't want him. The L.A. Rams picked him up. C.J. Anderson had 23 carries for 123 yards. And then on top of that, their main workers, workhorse, rather, Todd Gurley. He had 16 carries for 115 yards. Okay? That's, <laughs> that's absolutely ridiculous. So the Rams had a total of 200 
They had a, a total of 273 yards rushing. That's an NFL playoff record. That's what the Rams did to the Dallas Cowboys. This vaunted Dallas Cowboys defense. They always say it. And they will keep saying it. The regular season is completely different than the playoffs. In the playoffs, those same things that work in the regular season, they're not going to work in the playoffs. You have to have a game plan. And the Cowboys didn't have one. They didn't have a game plan. Zeke was getting shut down. And Dak was missing passes left and right. He's inconsistent. And that's why the Cowboys, as long as Dak is this inconsistent, they will never win a Super Bowl. And on top of that, if you keep Jason Garrett, I read I read a couple days ago there was a report that they want to extend Jason Garrett to be the Cowboys head coach. Why? Why? I don't understand. Ten years. In ten years, you won two playoff games. Since I've been watching football, the last time the Cowboys won an actual championship was 1995. Okay? That's 24 years and counting. Go away. Make better decisions, Jerry Jones. What are you doing? Like, it's ridiculous. But kudos to the Rams, man. You came in here with a game plan. Sean McVay, I must give you props. I didn't even know I was older than Sean McVay. I'm 33 and Sean McVay's 32. What am I doing in my life? It's crazy, man. But 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 I commend the, the Rams for doing what they did. They came in with this game plan. They shut down the Dallas Cowboys. And they're moving on. The result, they're going to end up playing their New Orleans Saints. And that segue into the next game, man. How did the Saints even win this game? Man. <laughs> Nick Foles was running his magic at the beginning of the first quarter. Eagles were up 14-0. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, man. The Saints, <sighs> just playing in that dome, man. It's just something about playing in that dome that just gives the Saints just edge. It doesn't matter how bad they are. Just playing in that dome... Just give them this extra superpower, man. But, but there was a key point in that game that made me think about that maybe the Saints could just end up running off this table or winning this game. And that's when, um, yeah, Michael Thomas caught that third and 16 play. I was like, man, this is it for the, <laughs> this is it for the Eagles. Michael Thomas had 12 receptions for 171 yards. What were the Eagles trying to do? They they didn't try to stop the run. They let one man catch 171 yards total, 12 receptions. It was like Drew Brees wasn't trying to look for anyone else on the field. He was just looking for Michael Thomas. And for some reason, the Eagles just couldn't cover them. And pretty much that's how New Orleans won the game. Michael Thomas caught catches when it mattered. It was a third and 16. There was a third and 12. There was a third and nine. There was then, then I don't even know. It could have been a third and 50 the way this was going. And, and he would have caught a third and 50 pass. That was literally the Saints MO all game, man. Find Michael Thomas, let him make a play. And he did, man. He, he showed up like a Hall of Fame wide receiver. I'm not saying that's what he is right now, but he showed up as one. And that's how the Saints just won this game, man. But, Man, I feel bad for Arshon Jeffries. When when Nick Foles passed him that ball, the ball went right through his hands. Interception, and that ended the game for the Eagles. And most likely, we've seen Nick Foles' last game in the playoffs for the Eagles. I mean, it's a bit unfortunate because I know they have Carson Wentz and they got to move forward with that. But man, what a way for that run to end for Nick Foles. But as a result, like I said earlier, now the New Orleans Saints are going to host the LA Rams, and that should be a game for the ages. And the prediction of that game will come a little bit later. But now I want to move on and segue to 
what to me was the game of the weekend. The New England Patriots and the San Diego Chargers. Man, the question of the decade, man. How are the Patriots still winning after such an quote-unquote awful season, man? The entire season, you watch the Patriots play. You watch Rob Gronkowski. You watch Tom Brady. You say, ah, Tom Brady's playing below level now. Rob Gronkowski looks like he should retire. Bill Belichick, it's almost like he forgot what he's doing. That's what they look like the entire season. But yet, these fools won 12 games. They still won 12 games. and end up being the number two seed. I don't... <sighs> It just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. And as a sports fan, you have to think about this. You like to see you like to see different teams play for different championships. You don't like to see the same team play over and over and over. And that's why it gets a little boring in basketball where we keep seeing the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. I get it. But man, as a sports fan, you have to be real with yourself. We don't often see this type of greatness come along. So we have to appreciate it. I don't like the New England Patriots. I really don't. You know, I'm honest and open about it. But yet, I picked them to win this week. Unlike a lot of people who picked the Chargers because everyone was riding the bandwagon. Meaning the Chargers was having an amazing season. Everything was clicking for them. But when are we going to learn to never pick against Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and Foxborough? Man, at home. Just think about this. At home. At home. The New England Patriots, after leading... After the first quarter, after leading the first quarter, they only lost three times since Tom Brady's been the quarterback. Tom Brady started quarterback in his team in 2001. Do you guys? 2000, actually. After Drew Blesser got hurt. <laughs> That's 17 years, and they lost three times after leading after the first quarter. You know how ridiculous that is? If you watch this game, you saw what the score was. The Patriots won this game 41-28. And the game wasn't even that close. Don't even don't even let the box go fool you. This game was over after the first half. It was literally over. That I actually tweeted about this. And I was like, well, CBS might as well start running the Big Bang Theory reruns. Because there's no point in even watching this game anymore. What were the Chargers trying to accomplish? They had no game plan whatsoever. You know, matter of fact, I'll tell you what the game plan was. Just to give you an overview of this game. You know what the game plan was? Let's just give New England everything they want. And New England had the most obvious game plan of all time. You know what that is called? A actual game plan to take what the defense is giving us. Okay? Listen to this ridiculous statistic. Aside from the fact that the Patriots is now going to the 8th straight AFC Championship game, which is an NFL record, listen to this nonsense. Okay? Sony Michel, New England Patriots running back. He had 129 yards rushing and 3 touchdowns. In the first half, James White had 15 receptions, another NFL record. Or actually, it ties the NFL record. He had 97 yards. You know what that tells you? 15 receptions for 97 yards, Tom Brady was just taking what the defense was giving him. 89% of Tom Brady's passes was below 5 yards. Just, just let that sink in for a second. Okay? The Chargers had no ability to adapt to this game. They they just showed the inability to do that. Okay? It was so obvious. When Sony Michelle was in the game, 92% of the time they ran the ball. When James White was in the game, 90% of the time they passed the ball. And the Chargers just couldn't stop them. They thought, okay, let's just put seven DBs in the box because it worked last week against the Baltimore Ravens. Mind you, you were playing Lamar Jackson. You're not playing Tom Brady, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. 
and he carved them up. Tom Brady was had almost a perfect quarterback rating through three quarters. He missed like two passes, and one of them was like over the head, over the end zone. Another one, the receiver dropped it. Are you kidding me? Julian Edelman, okay, had almost damn near 100 yards in the first half. What were the Chargers thinking? And it baffled me because everybody that picked the Chargers, and I was going to actually pick the Chargers, but because I had the Patriots picked from the beginning of the season to go back to the Super Bowl, I just couldn't pick against them. But I had various reasons why I just didn't pick against them. One, Tom Brady. Two, they're at home. Three, Bill Belichick. I was listening to Eric Mangini on First Things First this morning, and um, he 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 made a quite interesting comment. He said the New England Patriots don't game plan like everybody else, and I was like, okay, we we all know that. I know that Bill Belichick creates game plans for teams, but he went deeper into it. He says Bill Belichick looks at tapes from the last month of the season, and then he crafts. A new offensive playbook and a new defensive playbook for that particular team for that particular week. You know how much dedication that takes? You know how detail-oriented you have to be? And it's no wonder why the New England Patriots are this successful since the year 2000. Like I said earlier, eight straight AFC championships. And it's not like they're getting there. They're actually getting to the Super Bowl and they're actually winning as well. That's that's just insane, man. So, as much as I want to hate on the Patriots and and say some bad things about Tom Brady and this awful team and he's thrown to people that we don't know about and Rob Gronkowski not catching catches. Rob had one reception for 25 yards. That was it. But everyone in that team is disciplined and that's why they keep winning. It's just amazing, man. And with that, you know what the Patriots get? They get to play Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship. And, of course, the prediction for that game is going to come later, too. Man, but I cannot wait. Because guess what? Las Vegas has the Patriots as a three-and-a-half-point underdog. (laughs) Haven't we not learned after 18 years not to pick against Tom Brady? But, well, maybe this weekend might be the weekend that it finally goes down. As Vegas says it will. But, man, kudos to the Patriots. Kudos to the Chiefs. Kudos to the Rams and kudos to the Saints. We're about to have an amazing and interesting NFL championship weekend, man. And I'm here for it, and I hope you guys are there for it, too. That don't make any sense. I'm a for those of you that are new to the podcast, if you're listening for the first time, uh, before we used to do a Q&A, but uh, I kind of changed it up and want to do it into a segment where people will feel more personable when I talk about their topic in depth. And this week I've been getting a lot, even though it's the NFL playoffs, people have been talking about the NBA. And a lot of people have asked me, what is wrong with the Warriors and what's wrong with the Lakers? Because those are the teams that people worry about the most right now, just because I guess LeBron went to the Lakers. And for those of you who don't know, I am a Lakers fan, so, you know, I try to speak about this as objectively as possible. But I'll say this. From a neutral standpoint, I could tell you what's wrong with the with the Warriors. I don't think there's absolutely n- nothing wrong with the Warriors. They're just bored. Okay? They've, they've been injured a lot this entire season. 
Yes, you can bring up the fact that Kevin Durant and Draymond Green, they had this rift against the Clippers where it seemed like, you know, uh, uh, Durant was having beef with with, uh, Draymond Green. Yeah, sure, it looked like that, and the, the beef was legitimate. But this happens on championship teams. People fight. Teammates fight. They fight about things like that. And sure, you can also bring up, oh, Draymond was worried about KD's, uh, his loyalty to the team in the upcoming free agency. Hey, man, that's that's KD's business, what he's going to do. But right now, the man looks focused. But there's nothing wrong with the Golden State Warriors. But in comparison to the Lakers, there's a lot of things going wrong. The war- the Warriors, for one, they're just bored. They won two championships in a row. They, they've been to the last four NBA finals. They They... Once again, have to go through an 82-game regular season. Don't you think they're kind of tired of doing the same thing over and over? And while everyone is saying it, I think they also know we're just the better team and we just got to get this through regular season and just put ourselves in position to have home court in the playoffs and then nobody's going to beat us four out of seven times. A lot of people have tried. A lot of people come close, but they just can't do it. You know, and that's what made that championship for Cleveland so amazing because nobody thought... Cleveland, even when LeBron James will be able to beat the Golden State Warriors. But that's a different topic for a different day. Then we segue to the Lakers. The Lakers have major problems, all right? For one, they are a young team. Two, Luke Walton seems to not have control of the players. As a Laker fan, I watch the team and I see the inconsistencies. Sure, this team was put together over the course of the offseason this year. I get that. But you can tell there are things that they're not cohesive about. It doesn't matter if you picked up in the offseason. It doesn't matter if you've been with a team for for five, six years. There's just some basic basketball things that need to be engraved in you at this level. One, you have to be committed. Two, you have to play defense. Three, you have to communicate. You don't like the player or not on your teams. You have to communicate in order to win basketball games. And right now, the Lakers are doing none of that. Everybody was getting hyped and talking about... Oh, how great the Lakers scoring is. Hey, man, scoring can get you so far. Defense win championships. As great as Golden State has been for the past four years, their mantra has always been, we keep the game close. When the third quarter come around, we smash everybody in the face. And the game is over. Man, a five-point lead can go to 20 in a span of three minutes when you play Golden State. Okay? And the reason why everybody's questioning that team this year is because you don't see that a lot this season. So the questions have been raised, what's going on with the Lakers? That's not the case. The Lakers have issues on defense. And as a real Laker fan, I'm not a LeBron James bandwagon fan like a lot of people. No, as a real Laker fan, I'll tell you the way it is. The Lakers have been inconsistent, and as long as they keep being inconsistent on defense, they're not going to make it very far. Sure, right now, I give them benefit of the doubt. They already lost 21 games, but a lot of those games, at least lately, LeBron James hasn't played. Um, Brandon Ingram has been injured for a little while. He just came back. The team has been put up together in the offseason, and I know what you might say. They need time to, to blend it. Yes, but there's one thing that carries over regardless of how the team is built, and that's defense. Sure, there are parts of the defensive schemes that you need to know when you play together that you adapt over time. I get that. But they're just basic things the Lakers need to learn to do right now in order to win basketball games. If it, it's bothersome, it, it frustrates me 
when you can smash Golden State Warriors in the mouth on Christmas Day, and then the next day you lose two games to the Memphis Grizzlies and and um, I can't remember who the, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Come on, and then the other night you just lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cleveland Cavaliers might be the worst team in in, in the NBA. That's the inconsistencies I'm talking about. But yet there are people out here walking around pretending like things are okay. No, they're not okay. And for the people that ask me specifically, what is wrong with the Lakers? Defense. That's all. They can score. That's what they they can defend when they want to. Keyword when they want to. If you want to win a championship, you don't defend when you want to. You defend all the time, from the tip off to the end of the game. You don't give people chances. What made those Chicago Bulls teams of the nineties great? They were able to score. Yes, the league didn't. The league wasn't averaging a hundred points a game then. But if Chicago scored ninety eight, the other team would have eighty seven. That's how they won games, and that's how they continue winning basketball games. And that and that is not going to change now. So, in summary, what I'm saying is. I don't think there's absolutely anything wrong with the Warriors with what's normal with a team that has won a lot of times. They just won a they just won a lot of championships. They won back to back championships. They're just bored right now. They're just trying to get through the season, make it to the playoff with a good seating. And then at the end of the day we're gonna say, Hey, the Warriors won the two thousand nineteen NBA championship again. But the Lakers on the other hand, to get to that level, even with LeBron James, they won't get to that level if they stay inconsistent. And I've been saying this for a long time. As a Laker fan, it's frustrating. To beat these good teams on one night and then you lose to these low life teams on the on, on another night. You just can't win that way. And right now, if the Lakers want to win on the Warriors level, if they want to win on the Spurs levels of the past, of the 2000 Lakers, you know, the 90s Bulls, the one thing has always been consistent with those teams. They had an identity. And part of their identity was to play defense. Say what you will, man. But that's what it is. It's it's an old cliche, but it's a cliche that applies from now till kingdom come. Defense win championships. And if I have to repeat this every episode, every time we talk about something this significant, then I'll do it. But it needs to be engraved in myself as a Laker fan and those Laker fans out there that are listening to me. The Lakers are exciting. Yes, they have young talent. They can run up and down the court. They, they have stamina for days. But man, if you don't use that stamina... In the areas of the game where it matters most, in the positions it matters most, then they're not gonna win any anything anywhere. Even with the best basketball player in the world. It's just not going to happen. And sure, some of you might crucify me like, oh why well, you gotta be so critical of the of your team. But that's what real fans do. We are critical of our team. We want to see our team do the best it can do. And that's what we ought to do. And I have a platform to do it, so why not talk about it? Just think about anything you do at work, at school. If you're inconsistent, most likely you're not going to make it where you want to get to. And again, I'll say it again and again and again. If the Lakers want to get to the level of the Bulls of the 90s, of the Lakers and the Celtics of the 80s, of the early 2000 Lakers, of the Spurs in the 2000s, if they want to, and Golden State right now, if they want to make it there, they have to be consistent on the defensive end. Scoring the ball has been the easiest in NBA history. That's not something they should be focusing on. They can get the ball in the basket. They need to focus on that defensive end. Ooh-wee. We come to the end of another episode. In this case, episode number 18. Man. 
<laughs> 18 episodes in man that's crazy time time is flying but i love it i i appreciate all the love and support you guys have shown again for those of you who are here for the first time listening to me if you love the podcast you can always hit that subscribe button on itunes spotify google play tune in wherever you're listening to man it would be much appreciated once again, before I let you guys go, remember, the store is up. You can purchase your t-shirts at store.statmanpodcast.com. Um, I'm going to post some of the pictures uh, of the people who sent me the purchase of their t-shirts. Some personal friends of mine or some people who just you know want to support. I'm going to post that on social media so you can follow us there on Instagram and Facebook, Statman Sports Podcast. And if you want to follow me on my personal Twitter account, it's at Boy. I tweet during games, I tweet after games, I tweet memes. So if you're into all that, just follow me, man. So I appreciate it once again, guys. But for right now, Statman signing out. Thanks for listening to the Statman Sports Podcast. See you next time.